street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Are you looking for a map? Ooh, most of it is not paved. Most of it's not paved? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the simplest job? The main loop. There's, well, you just, there's signage in there. Okay. okay. I don't know if you're interested or not, but I have little short interviews with people, mm-hmm. like five minutes, I'll time it. What is it about? That's the cool thing, is it could be about whatever topic you pick. The thing is, it needs to be a belief that you think is true or you've, you're very tied to. What's it for? It's for my hobby. I throw it on my YouTube channel. Okay. Are you willing to let me record it and live stream? Um, yeah. Okay. At the end of the talk, if you're not cool with it, I'll just, I can blur your face or not even use okay. the footage. Thank you so much for stopping. No worries. Can I get your first name? Emily. Okay. I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you. It's really a pleasure to meet you too. So, this is kind of like back when we were both at school mm-hmm. and a teacher would ask us to double check each other's work on a, okay. on a, on a, like a complex math problem. Mm-hmm. So we just go through the steps. What's something that you have in your mind that you actually think is true or somewhat true? It's a belief that you hold. Mm-hmm. It influences you a lot. Mm-hmm. And then all I do is ask questions. Okay. I'm not going to be a jerk about it or anything, but I just want to ask questions to see how you've come to that answer, okay. that conclusion. Okay. What I found though is that the more the belief informs you on a daily basis, those are kind of the more fun conversations. Yeah. An example could be politics or mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. or prayer or miracles mm-hmm. or karma. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen a ghost, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So is there a belief that we can unpack mm-hmm. together and yeah. figure out? I love beliefs. It's hard. Um... Try to pick the one that influences who Emily is on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Can it be like a brand new belief? Sure. Okay. Well, it's kind of a random belief, but I don't know. I'm a lot happier since I started believing it. But I was with one of my friends about two days ago, and we were she would start talking to me about this book written way back when called Interview of the Devil. And it was a nonfiction book, but obviously it wasn't a real Interview of the Devil. It was just formulated that way, you know, for marketing purposes. But it was all about energy and positive and negative energy. And we work in an environment where there's a lot of negative energy. We work at a strip club, as waitresses. So there's a lot of negative energy from like the dancers and the customers. And so Interesting. she was talking about negative energy and how it can attach to people and how it can follow you around. And by the end of the conversation, I was just very concerned about negative energy, especially given our environment and basically our my new belief that she gave me is that so long as you stay positive about the strength of of your energy that nothing's really going to touch it because you keep it strong and you keep the basically the energy light bright so nothing can cling to you all right let me just recap and if i'm off let me know but you're saying that you just recently a person at work introduced you to this Mm -hmm. book you read it Mm -hmm. and the main gist of it is oh she was telling you about it Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. And I guess the main gist of it is that there's these 
there's all this energy and there's positive energy negative energy and this energy can actually attach to you yeah. and you don't want to have any negative energy attached to you yeah. so you do things to prevent that basically, or how does that work it's basically just about like your belief in your own like positive energy light that kind of like keeps that bay and then just what you choose to surround yourself with like in the situations you can't control it like who you choose to surround yourself with and like what thought like how you structure your thought process and stuff like that what you're telling me I talked to him before <laughs> what you're telling me is I guess an idea a mm -hmm. concept yeah what I'd like to know Emily is do you think it's true yes you do can I get a sense of how sure you are how confident you are on a scale from 0 to 100 where 0% mm -hmm. would be all I have is questions I have no confidence whatsoever 100% mm -hmm. would mm -hmm. be all I have is confidence there's absolutely no questions I would say a hundred percent however I think I came to my 100% belief because it's very comforting so I don't really have any factual basis for it but it's a very comforting view and even though I only adopted this view two days ago I feel a difference in myself so hmm. I'm just gonna use that as my basis for belief the main reason why you're 100% sure that there's these positive and negative mm -hmm. energies and they mm -hmm. influence you mm -hmm. is because holding the belief gives you comfort? Because, I mean, well, it's mainly because I feel a difference in myself, but I'm not, for most other things in life, I'm wanting to question it to the bone. But since this kind of is very a, a very comforting view and even if it's not a true belief, no real harm can come of believing it. So I'm not really, I'm not really willing to question it because because of that. Because no harm can come come from it, but hmm. it gives me a sense of comfort to have it. Hmm. If that makes any sense. I think so. I think what you're saying, and again, if I'm not summarizing this right, just let me know. But I think what you're saying is, I get comfort from the belief. Mm -hmm there's no downside to believing in something even though it might not be true in this case in this case yeah. it doesn't bother you at all that you might be believing something that's not true I mean nor in most situations yes in this scenario no because it doesn't like I have very strong views on religion I have very strong views on politics I have very strong views on pretty much every subject under the Sun but this it's just the way I take it and apply it, it's just related to my own person. So, for me, if it's true or not, it doesn't bother me just because it's strictly related to myself. I know that you said that you are only using that method, I suppose, mm -hmm. for just this one belief. Mm -hmm. Is there a pattern in your life where you're believing things that might not be true because they give you comfort? Or is it just this one thing? Just this one thing. I think I think I'm, I think it's just this one thing because I am so analytical of everything else. Hmm. And um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I am so analytical of everything else. I mean, I have my grad degree in international relations and that kind of caused me to disregard pretty much every belief I had previous to that. So it's just this one thing. 
Well, I would love to keep examining why you've carved out an exception for this one mm -hmm. belief, but we have hit our five minutes. <laughs> and if you want to get back on the trail, you can. I've got a card here for uh -huh. you. But if you have a few more minutes, I would love to keep exploring that belief with you. Um, I, well, I need to get my run in. If you're still here when I'm done running, we can definitely explore it more, or I can okay. I can hit you up through email. That'd be awesome. Or if um, do you come here a lot? No, I'm uh, gonna start though. Okay, I've been coming here for the last couple of weeks. Okay. So if we run to each other again, yeah, we can pick it up. Yeah, because I live around the corner, so I'm gonna try to start running here a lot. So. One last question before you go. Okay. And maybe it's something you can think about as you're running. Okay. Do you think it's wise for people in general to accept beliefs that may not be true strictly because they get comfort from it? No, I think it's... No. I mean, that's a loaded question, actually. Because there, there are a few exceptions, but overall... I, I mean, because most people find comfort in religion, and that's, you know, why religion is so dominant. Predominant. But... It, I feel like it can put people in these, basically these behavioral cages, and it can be detrimental to themselves, it can be detrimental to their children, it can be detrimental to society as a whole, because then they create this judgment system around it, and then it's not even this true judgment system, it's just this thing they find comfort from. But your situation's different, is that right? There's probably some flaws in my statement, but... <laughs> I like to think so, but after listening to myself, I mean, I am, you know, evaluating who I want in my life based, but then again, I am, I mean, because I am formulating a judgment system based on my new belief towards who I want in my life, but then again, so I guess it can be detrimental to them, but at the end of the day, it's still positive for me because I only surround myself with people, you know, who make my life more enjoyable in some sense or bring something positive to it so i mean i'd have to really really evaluate my new view but yeah i mean there could be some flaws in it it could be there could be some detrimental effects i hadn't thought of that but there could be yeah <laughs> well i'll let you get back on the trail okay if, I don't, if I don't see i'll send you an email i'd love that <laughs> bye emily love that talk with Emily she seemed very honest and frank with me and herself when you have an honest interlocutor like that it makes these conversations very very easy at the very start she said that she was told by a friend at work that there's this positive and negative energy that attaches to people and she wants to stay positive so that that positive energy will come to her and the negative energy will go away I think she said it was only about two days ago or so that she just recently acquired this belief so she's still in the belief formation phase it's pretty much the only belief that is possibly not true that she accepts because she gets comfort from it she was trying it seemed to make an exception for it because well hey this belief only affects me and nobody else but it became clear at the end of that talk that she recognized that even this belief that i hold to myself might actually influence the people that i allow in my life and therefore it would be affecting other people and then she said the thing that any street epistemologist loves to hear which is saying it out loud and thinking about it has given me a new perspective on things and I'll have to really give this some attention. That is a lovely thing to hear and I hope she reaches out to me at some other point for an update.
That would make for an interesting follow-up interview. You know, I, I carry a camera in my bag. It's a diary cam. I didn't even think about it, but I should have given it to her. It's another GoPro on a stick. So basically, a person could be walking through the trail, giving their thoughts about the conversation out loud into that other camera. And I've always thought that that would be a fun thing to do. And she would have been an interesting person. She probably would have been open to doing something like that. Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.